Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting, tantalizing, wild episode of Tea Time with Mike and Mike. Woo! Today we are coming at you live from Chug's Diner, and we are here with uh, Mike and Mike and Nick the Sound Guy, and we are here to do a uh, an exciting preview of Chug's Diner and a uh, sort of an, a, a shorter in-between episode where we... Um, where where we'll uh, we'll catch up with you all, let you know what's going on with us, and uh, and we'll move forward. In between episode, did you just think of that? No, Tim Ferriss uses that's that. a good one, right? In between episode, he does like two hour, three hour interviews, but then he'll put out a little like half hour, forty five minute spot. Yeah, and he calls that's an in between episode. Well, um, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us here at Chug's Diner because. Really, I haven't been able to leave here for the last, like, month, so that's yeah. good. It looks awesome, though. Thank you. It does look uh, pretty good. I think, um, yeah, they're building some tables right now, which is very makes me very happy. Mm. So how many nice. seats are going to be in here? Outside, we're going to have 40. Inside, we're going to have 15. Outside, 40. Inside, 15. Yeah. It's wow. more, if you want to sit down and eat, outside is really going to be the place to be. So, you know, we're all pretty familiar with this location everyone who kind of grew up in miami going to akashi because this was akashi for ever yeah right on grand avenue across the street from lagamba right on main highway i'm sorry grand wow. avenue my fault what's wrong with <laughs> right on highway grand avenue. Jeez. Hey, wait this is main this is main highway this is main. that's why it says right on main highway We're yeah right on main highway so right on main highway you said grand right on main highway okay across the street from lagamba and is that saint stephen's uh, yes, St. Yeah. Stephen's and like an SAT school. Yeah. And uh, our new neighbor, Fireman Derek, just opened two weeks ago. Uh, LePan, whatever their name is, been here for like a year. How'd you do a, How'd you do on your SAT? Me? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it was adequate enough to go to college. All right. I would say. 1600. But yeah, when I, yeah, bueno, <laughs> you know. Things are different now. The way the numberings, anyway. Right? Yeah. Apparently, yeah, it's a whole fucking different. We're actually across the street from Panther Coffee too. Our good friends at Panther. So that's right. Um, it's going to be very exciting. We're. It's going to be like a combination of Cuban food and American food. I had a baby, mm. and it's called Chugs a Cuban Diner. Okay. So Cuban food and American food. Do we? Do you want to go into who was on top or? Wow, that's. It's awkward. It's an awkward way to start a podcast just yeah. like that. Ladies and, ge- ladies and gentlemen, thanks Stop. for tuning in. <laughs> really, the whole idea and what I keep on telling people is imagine uh, biscuits and pancakes next to white rice and black beans. Wow. On the same menu. Because mm. it's kind of stuff that I really love eating. So that's why I say it's a meld of like Cuban-American stuff. So. But I've also seen like photos of like that panco minuta and stuff. Yeah, panco minuta. That's after 11 o'clock. So we have an all-day menu from an 11 o'clock to close. So what time you open at? We're going to be open at 7 in the morning. Okay. Yeah, so breakfast, lunch, and an early dinner. Breakfast, lunch. So you'll be closing at like? 8. At 8. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right now, tentatively. That could always change. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So how's the menu who split up? So we have uh, all-day breakfast, and then there's like five or six items on there. We have a cast iron pancake and French toast sticks. And really just like I love breakfast for dinner or lunch all times of the day. So... Um, that's available. It says breakfast served anytime. And then there's three new fritas. Oh, cool. There's a breakfast sandwich, which I'm super jacked about. Tell me about it. It's got Taylor ham, uh, American cheese, papitas, and egg, however you'd like it. And what is Taylor ham? Taylor ham is famous in Jersey. That's okay. how they're, 
they do like pork roll sandwiches. Oh, okay, yeah. So I got that um, from working with Roel for so long. He introduced me to that. I found it amazing. So we're going to have what we call a breakfasty frita okay. with Taylor ham, fried egg, uh, frita, and spicy ketchup. And then we'll have uh, two other fritas. We're going to have a gringo, which is avocado, bacon, green goddess, and queso fresco. Mm. It's kind of like a California kind of take. Then we'll have four or five handhelds. So it'll be kind of like our take on a pango lechon. We'll have a duck medianoche. Nice. And we'll have a burger, what we call the diner burger. So it's a classic take on a burger. Okay. So it's different than, than the chug Than burger. the chug, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we'll have three or four large plates. Can we talk about the burger a little bit? No. Because I haven't really worked it all the way all through right. yet. <laughs> so... That'll be to be continued. Heard. Um, and then three or four large plates. So we'll have like Abuela's plate, which is white rice, black beans, banana. And it'll either be like roast pork or... Picadillo. Maybe, picadillo. It can change. Okay, okay. We'll have rabo and sandia with harina. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, oh, my God. We'll have um, pork empanizado. So it's like a pork chop fried. Yeah. Served with like arugula, uh, cherry tomatoes, stewed peppers... And white rice and black beans. Okay. So those things will be every day. Um, and then we'll have sodas and we're going to have co- coffee. We're going to be serving counterculture coffee. Right. Uh, and some random tea company called Jojo. I don't know them, but the people, you know, I've heard, it's I've, a little weird, the guy. I don't know. I've heard they're pronounced Jojodea. <laughs> they have this really exciting new drink. Called the Miami Chai 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 Latte, <laughs> which they're going to teach us how to make. It's called the Cha Cha Chai. Cha. <laughs> it's, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, it's been um, pretty nonstop for the last month or so because we were very fortunate to get a space. A lot of it was done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just kind of changing conceptually design mm-hmm. and uh, trying to get it going. How about desserts and stuff? What's going to be going on there? Is it going to be like arroz con leches and flans and stuff like that? You nailed it. That's yeah. like you pretty much, you got it on the, like on the nose. So we'll have in the grab and go, which is going to be right next to me, which it's not there, but it will be there. Cool. Uh, it's going to be a large cooler that will have like flan, which we have this killer new flan. It's uh, with goat cheese and cajeta, goat cheese caramel or goat's milk caramel. Mm. And then we're going to have arroz con leche. Um, then we'll have three different types of cookies, fluffer nutter, classic chocolate chip and like a cheesecake it's really delicious cheesecake cookie yeah it's really good katrina put that together yeah she did cool um we're gonna have a slice of pie okay diner style pie so usually something seasonal fruit wise or something like lemon curd orange curd ish um what else coffee cake one muffin, like an all-brand muffin kind of thing. Okay. We're going to do like a seasonal loaf. So it'll be, right now it's sweet potato loaf because uh, we're getting sweet potatoes from Homestead. And then, of course, the new home of Pasolito Papi. So we'll have four to five Pasolitos every day. Wow. Um, all by his design. Uh-huh. And then we're going to have two or three croquetas, which is not really his thing. Okay. What's up, Raph? It's totally fine. What's up, Raph? How's it going? How's it going? Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anybody calls me back for you. Raph, nice to meet you. So he's his truck. He's piling in his back okay. seat. Okay. All right, cool. He's JP left. Oh, he did? All right. Thanks, Raph. Okay. So just think like coffee shop, Ventanilla, you know, small Cuban diner kind of thing. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's like where the it's like where what Denny's and Versailles is like like it's like where it's like La Ventanita and the American Diner. Right. Where what they where they meet. Yeah, you know it's crazy talking about Versailles. Just, I mean, this thing has like been consuming my brain now for a little bit. So, yeah. um, Emily was like, you know, let's go to Versailles. And I hadn't been to the bakery in forever. And it's, man, it's just so intense. And it's incredible. It's a monster, dude. It's a it's monster. Amazing. It was 10.45 at night <laughs> on a Saturday. And viejitos everywhere on the yes. roof, like on the walls. And just like all, you know, cafe con leche, tota. It's 10.45 at night. And I'm just like, this is incredible, you know? Wait, like, wait, wait. And there's a point, like, like there's the bakery where you can take a number and wait to order. That's where we went. And there, that place is packed 24 hours a day. Yeah. Then there's La Ventanita, where you can go and get a little pastelito or a little cafecito. And that shit is packed 24 hours a day. And then there's the restaurant, and that shit is packed 24 hours a day. And then they have the pickup counter. It's monsters. It's crazy how big that, I mean, how complex that operation is, you know? But they've um, been there since, like... 1971, I think. They're, I mean, they are obviously an institution and they do a very good job of what they do. I mean, you know, I asked for Café con Leche and it's just like so delicious. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I love that place. So just going there and like seeing that, it's like really, really impressive. What's up, guys? You can continue. Uh, yeah, so chef, chef has some construction going on outside. We're probably going to deal with some interruptions yeah, they're doing some table assembly outside yeah. right now they're built literally building tables yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little table oversight table assembly oversight so uh that's the sexy part of the biz that's right that's right <laughs> that's right man uh jesus was a carpenter that's true so so mike is jesus basically <laughs> is what we're what we're getting at here I'm glad that as the that Nick the Sound Guy got a chance to chime in with Mike as Jesus. That's, <laughs> that's been my contribution through several episodes. Is Mike is basically Jesus basically, was, with the hair and the, uh, <laughs> with the hair, <laughs> dude. Uh, so actually, so for your listeners, uh, Nick and I we got together over the weekend. We smoked yep. a cigar, and Nick left me with a cigar that I've been really excited to, to taste. I brought it with me today. So Nick, the, like he showed me a kind of like an experiment of removing the top layer. Of the outer uh, leaf of the wrapper, right, right, and uh, so I've got a, like basically like a centimeter and a half of the filler of the cigar exposed, yeah, the filler and the binder, and then and the binder. Okay, right. heard. And then after that, we got the wrapper, right, correct. So the goal of this uh, experiment is going to be to see what the filler and binder tastes like, and then the way that the wrapper uh, jumps in and affects the flavor. Exactly profile. right, and in that case, it you know I, I haven't done it with that particular cigar, but it, it should. Give you a little something because the filler and, and the binder are all Nicaraguan and then that wrapper is Mexican. Yeah. So you should get a little something different. Oh, cigar talk. Yeah. yeah. So oh, check nice. this out. Nick, like, he gave me a cigar and removed. I've smoked that cigar. He removed the centimeter of the wrapper. Huh. So that, because the binder is all Nicaraguan, but then there's this crazy Mexican wrapper. Hmm. I think that's, that's a, that sounds funny because. Mexican rapper, it could a be crazy a, it Mexican could be a crazy Mexican could, like could be a, yeah could DJ be a Chalupa. Could I don't be, know. I'm not DJ a good. Chalupa. I'm not a good rock and roll guy. Yeah, I don't know. Good. <laughs> I just know it's gonna taste pretty good, way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, wait. So, uh, so the idea is just like that. When you smoke the cigar, first you'll just taste the binder and the filler, and then when the wrapper kicks in, you'll see the way that the wrapper, the binder, and the filler all go together. You know? Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we were rapping about while you were out building tables. Building tables. Tables look good, right? Hell yeah, man. Good 
great. It's incredible this like building a restaurant. It, the smallest things make you so feel so happy. Dude. Just like putting this together, doing that, those fucking planners. Like, the those, tables are great. They, they do. They're like uh, they're like super elemental. Yeah. Know? Well, I mean, I think to, considering they're going to be outside, it's good. Yeah. You know, it's it's a shame because I feel like this little kind of courtyard here yeah. was never at least for a while hasn't been taken care of very well. I don't know yeah. if it's because people from the building or the people who took over businesses here or whatever, but it's got so much potential potential and it's just so like calm and how open really are cool. they to shading it? Well, that's those plots there in the middle. I've been waiting for fucking palm trees for eight days Oh, and they were supposed to be in this morning. And of course they're not. So there's going to be eight, uh, 10 foot palm trees that go there. Okay. So I'm waiting for shading okay. till I do that. And then you're going to see what that feels like. Right. Work. And then I do that. I, I pull that trigger, you know, in the next two weeks or so. That looks great. But yeah, I mean, so we, I wanted to kind of do a pre-opening podcast mm-hmm. in this in-between episode. Yeah. To talk about like opening something and yeah. how like all these little things that just like People, when they go into restaurants or diners or cafes or coffee shops, they think are just like, oh, that's cool. That's that's what's just there. And it's like it's just really not like how much little small thought uh, goes into every little aspect of where stuff is. That's for, you know, the people that really care about what they do. And I always like I have so much respect for guys like Roland. Yeah. You know, that he really like dissects every little piece of his business and how he can better do it and. Kind of like that's Roland Baker of Vice City Beer. Yeah, um, and the same thing with like Michael when I worked for him. Thank you, that's Schwartz. Oh, um, oh, yeah, Michael's genuine. You know when he when we opened Cypress Room and he thought of like really every little thing there and just how to make that place special. So it's been a while. I mean, it's been three and a half years since I've had to think like that. Mm-hmm. So doing it now, it's kind of it's bringing me back to. And Enzo's here. Say hi, Enzo. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Hey, Enzo. Enzo Kalipa is my director of operations and everything. He is my life partner right now. All right. All right. Sounds exciting. The yeah. lucky man. And just really sitting here in this small, like, 900-square-foot space with Enzo saying, well, what about this scenario? What about this? What if this happens? And what if that happens? And, you know, so why don't you why don't you walk us through it? Like, like you know... This, this is a great one. This is a good one. Is this water jug, right? Yeah. There, where we have it, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right? And how, if we put it there, then we can't put the milk in the cream. But then Enzo's response is like, what if we put the milk in the cream over here? And it's like, well, if we add more stuff over here, then we lose more point of sale space. Yeah. Right? So if we lose more to point of sale space, then like the point of sale, your interaction with the client gets more uncomfortable and you look more cramped. Yeah. It's just all those kind of things because we're not, you know, this is not like a gigantic company that's just stamping these fuckers out. We're just trying to build this for the first time. So it's thinking about all these different scenarios mm-hmm. and like how you have to work through them and how you have to think it through. So, so how, walk, do, you, how we, do you do that? Do you like walk, do you, do you like put yourself in the customer's shoes? 100%. And it's like over there, we're going to put another shelf over there and then the water is going to be over there. And... Enzo was like, well, if we're going to put the water over there, then we should just put the milk and cream over there because the coffee is going to be right across from it. I was like, of course. And I was like, well, if we put water over there, then what do we do about water cups? And he was like, 
well, they can always ask us for a cup. But if you're talking about speed and efficiency, yeah. you want to lessen like, someone back here being asked a question and having to react to it. Right. So it's like we bought one of those cone water cup holders. Okay. And we're going to put it on the side of the wall. That's when that as fuck. That's why we did it. That's right. You know, it's just like those small little odes of like Ventanilla style. Mm -hmm. Like also this, um, we have Chugs Diner t-shirts and Pasalito Papi t-shirts. Where are we going to display those? How do we sell them? Mm. Where do we put the price? Where do we do all that stuff? We're going to have house-made pickles, but we're short on storage space. Where are we going to put them? So we're going to put them up top uh -huh. already in their containers. Yeah. You know, we added two more shelves to display coffee and tea that we're going to be serving. Oh, cool. You know, we're not a coffee shop or a tea house but we serve really good coffee and really good tea so we should display those things yeah um, it's going to integrate into the experience right you know we're a diner and there's going to be kids here so what is like how can we you know we don't have chicken fingers but what can we do so we have cereal so we're doing box cereal for kids and for me i fucking love that yeah you know um <laughs> but you, you got know, fruit loops special have, k rice krispies We're going to have more, but yeah. that's like, you know, an example of like what we're doing. It's yeah. really just, you're building something from scratch and that's a concept it. completely different. Conflate. Ah, I conflate. I conflate. Yeah. Because like, you know, we, um, like I'm, I was thinking about this uh, and talking about it this morning, you know, because we have the opportunity to do a, a pop-up in New York over the summer. Mm -hmm. And that pop-up in New York is like, the more I learn about it, the more like, uh, the more different opportunities there are with it, you know? Like, there's a shop in Tribeca that would have, like, a retail component where we're selling tea and ceramics. Then there would be a back-end room where we could do private tea ceremonies. But then there's another space in Soho that is a bar right now that's just not being used during the day. And it has an underground space as well. So what we're thinking is how to turn it into, like, a coffee shop during the day, but that's, like, loungy with a full liquor license, you know what I mean? Mm. and like uh coffee and cocktails coffee and cocktails there's a couple and tea, places that do that yeah. you know coffee cocktails and tea you know and like uh and like simple like hummus and like pastries and shit like this you know uh i've never done anything like this but i've worked with a lot of accounts you know so i feel like if we i feel like we can execute it but i'm like uh like it, it helps me a lot to hear your process with this of like all right well just put yourself in the customer's shoes and walk through the scenarios and like that you'll be able to kind of like build it out you know yeah it's And it, not just the scenarios for the customer, but the scenario for your employee. So, like, the yeah. kitchen is super tight. Yeah. And our menu isn't huge. But it's like, how do you how do you build the, the food to be efficient and still very, very good? Yeah. And so And costly. Costly. I mean, I'm not even thinking about cost. For me, I'll, I'll chop that up at the end. Like, what is the cost on this item? After you work it through, it may not work for the concept. You may uh, have to use it for something else. Okay. So, you know, just that kitchen, the way that it's specced out there is what I've really figured to be the most efficient oh. so the kitchen is like a two-man line when it's slow one-man line and when it's cranking it can be no more than two because it's so cramped yeah uh, it's this, like it looks like it's maybe like it's tiny it's like it's can't be more than like it's like maybe 120 square feet 100 maybe square feet. something like that and the same thing with the coffee station it's like how do we build that to be efficient And then next week when we get, well, this, towards the end of this week when we get coffee and tea, yeah, it's like, okay, so how do we do these things properly? Where's hey, the, how are you? Hey. How are it's you? Going well. All right. Um, it was the United States Post Office. Yeah, the Post Office. You guys, let, off, so, yeah. real quick, guys, pay your taxes. Those yeah. guys are out there 
giving mail. Sure. You know, you, I, I understand. Yeah, okay, Nick, Nick, I understand. You're libertarian. Okay, I understand. Right. These, guys, these guys get the mail out. We yeah. should pay taxes. Jeez. Right. Anyways, um, thanks, Mike, for that. That was good. That was your PSA for the... Uh, when I have a feeling, I got to talk about that. That's good. It's it's good. good. <laughs> I'm going to interject. There's an unsound guy. Like uh, I, have, I have an uncle who's a postal uh, worker whose route used to be in Miami Beach. Yeah. Uh, and he is also a uh, Cuban Catholic, but Catholics don't leave gifts in, in a buzón. So he wore a yarmulke and a Star of David on his route and all along the route, Shalom, Shalom, Shalom. <laughs> and to this day, he still wears a Star of David. Really? <laughs> Just yeah. so, so, so they give him gifts. Yeah. That's, that's good. awesome. I like that. That's good. That's <laughs> being smart. I feel comfortable saying this because his route is no longer in the state of Florida. So oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Good. Good. That's good. That's funny, man. Dude. Well, I mean, and then, so your pop-up, what is the turnaround time? So if you get to space today, how long are you envisioning it to take you to put it together? Max two weeks. That's, that's. <laughs> because I, look, I don't need, I don't like, they already have a espresso machine. Okay. Okay. What I, realistically, like, it's just a matter of like, uh, Picking a roaster, setting up training, and going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The bar space is Who's already... going to be your roaster? I don't know yet, man. Ooh, loaded question. Yeah. Because it's New York, you know? Like, in, we have really good relationships in New York with Cafe Integral. Uh-huh. And we have really good relationships with Counterculture nationally, you know? Uh, those are the two that we that we have the strongest relationships right now up there, mm-hmm. you know? But Panther has a lot of uh, presence up there as well. Yeah. Um, and we have a really good relationship with Panther. It's it's been a very tough decision working on coffee for me. It's hard, man. It's hard because just like you know, it's there's so there's, it's relationships on top of just liking the product because a lot of products are really good. Yes, but that's the, the we never had good product. Now there there is man at the end like there is a lot of good fucking coffee. Right. You know. Right. Counterculture does great work. Pounder, Panther does great work. Yeah. And 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 Panther like changed the conversation. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Perla does great work. Great mm-hmm. Circle does great work. There's a lot of yeah, fucking... There's Switchbox a lot of, is doing great work. Deco no, Coffee is doing great work. No matter what decision you make, you're going to let someone down. Yeah. That's just the truth. Someone's yeah. going to... And more more so you than me. Because me, I'm not like... I drink a lot of coffee, but I'm not in that world. Yeah, but at the end For of the you, day... your connections are much deeper. But at the end of the day, like like in this, in this location, well, the only thing that kind of gives me like solace about it is that like operationally mm-hmm. i'm being tasked with like running the tea program and then consulting on the food i'm obviously going to be involved you're with wait, the coffee t- program you're consulting on the food i mean like not like as a it's, you're a it, consultant like you're going to whip up some food for them no like it's, it's, Bobby, it's, it's that's nice no, man it's, it's part like what but when i say consulting i don't mean like i'm developing menu items we're going to be like partnering with different like pastry chefs and like ah. you know lo- go to the local chinese bakery store and pick up a bunch of rose petal cakes that kind of thing you know okay yeah uh it's simple it's not like you know not, it's not like we're going to be putting together dishes in the in the kitchen you know but um yeah man the Picking the coffee is going to be tricky. Maybe maybe we can do a multi-roaster situation. Yeah, but then you need multi-grinders. You need more grinders. Mm. 
Not, no, no, because if we do it like I don't mean like a multi-roaster at the same time. I mean like we do two weeks where we focus oh, on Panther I see and then two weeks we But focus then you need on. to own the equipment. And the equipment's owned? The equipment's owned by the bar. Well, that's the other thing. And that if, on the restaurant level, it's like, especially this, that Chugs is a pop-up. Yeah. It's a 12-month pop-up. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, ideally, we could stay here longer depending how it does. And let's say the reaction to it is like gangbusters and people love us, then I, I have the ability to, after a year, to maybe try to negotiate to stay here long term. Sure. But, you know, I mean, I don't know yet. Uh, but it's also like, because of that, do I want to buy a machine? I don't want to buy a machine. Yeah. I'm not like a coffee guy, you know, so. That makes me think, yeah, exactly, man. For I feel you, like, for you, you can do that. Yeah, but, 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 but do I want to, man? It's like. Because you're not a coffee concept either. You're a tea concept. Exactly. And, and then, and then it's going to end up, and if it, and especially if it's going to end up causing like political drama, if I can just do like a, like a real tea focused menu and have matcha lattes and shit like that, matcha, matcha. But talk about the political aspect of it. Like, I mean, people who support you will support you whether they use their brand or not. Yeah. But, but, but even so, it's like, why, why even like throw a hair in the soup if I don't need to, bro? You know, it's like an interesting analogy. I don't know, right? <laughs> you just made that up. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Why? 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 You know, like why? Why mix things up? If like at the end of the day, if I put out a concept that just has really, really, really kick-ass tea, really simple food, and like a couple different uh, iterations of matcha, mm-hmm. like that's unique enough. Like I don't feel like somebody's gonna come in and be like, "Yeah, but I want espresso." I think it's. Like, bro, I'm, I think it's. <laughs> listen, bro. No espresso here. But I think for you. That's very important from day one, like understanding that it's a tea concept and not a coffee concept. Well, so but, but, do you but, really need to spend so much time griping over who's your roaster? Well, but the issue is that we all know how much, how expensive 100%. each square foot in New York is. Yes, yes. So if we have an opportunity to have square feet in New York, then I think that like, yes, we need to focus on like uh, the integrity of the concept, but then that translates into the space. And a space, because they have a full liquor license, right? A space where people can go and have a tea session and can have nice wine and can have a cocktail. Kind of like, damn, part of me feels like if I were chilling in that space, I might want a shot of espresso. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I, and I, and I would probably. You're also making more points about just being a business owner than just being like, I mean, running and operating a business is super important. So you need to. What you serve needs to serve a large clientele because mm-hmm. exactly. you have to pay for the space that you're in. Exactly. So and we need to, and we need to like build brand awareness, you know, so that if somebody comes because they, you know, because we're 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 serving good espresso and they were just in the area and they want a quick cup of coffee, but then they come in and then they're exposed to different teas and they're exposed to like a, a tea and wine pairing, then they'll be like, oh, what the fuck is going what? on here? Let me ask you on the operational level: Are you going to be operating it on a daily basis? Uh, yeah, Oof. I'll be, I mean, I have a team there cause they, they have their own employees as well that run, they have two shops, you know, and mm-hmm. then those shops have all their own employees. Right. But I'll basically be like managing those employees, uh, in, in collaboration with them. And the idea is to, uh, continue to push the Jojo T brand in New York. The idea is to have a, like at least one. And now it looks like maybe two, like retail spots in New York mm-hmm. that people can go into. And this is like. The space is like uh, the space in the tea program is curated by Jojo Tea. You can taste Jojo Tea here. You can buy Jojo Tea to take home, and you can buy ceramics. To have that as a home base, I like that. And then use that as a use that those spaces 
as tasting rooms to have meetings with potential wholesale partnerships. Mm-hmm. So I'll go pitch to restaurants and hotels and stuff like that out there. You right. know, once the, once the staff of the retail outlets is trained up, then they run the retail outlets like Monday through Thursday while I go focus on wholesale and try and get new accounts for the JoJo wholesale side. And then like Friday and Saturday, I'll be doing uh, like tea room hours and I'll be doing tea service in those shops. Cool. You know? Which, Where there, I'll be doing like direct to customer interaction. It's pretty ambitious. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, I think Which it's is like, great. I think it's like you know, we either do that or we spend all summer here, crying about how we're saturated and all the tourists leave in the summer. You know, it's like I feel like it would be like suicide for us at this point of where the company is. We've had like solid growth, man. Like to just like there's a really hard ceiling on how much tea is going to be sold in in Miami over the summer it's like yeah. it's a very hard defined clear ceiling well i mean it's all about adjusting too mm-hmm. you know you've seen the business model now for a good amount of time you exactly. adjust and you make a difference yeah and I, the thing that the thing that's holding us back now is that we like that is that we need to approach new markets you know we need to approach the retail market locally and, and nationally and we need to approach the wholesale market in key markets new so, york is like you know so um back to miami Reason why we wanted to record this is because we wanted we wanted to do a tea for chugs and yeah. for Ariette. So yeah. that's why we're here today on top of talking about stuff and what we're working on for the future. So can you tell me what you got? Well, I mean I'm thinking like Okay, we're gonna have if the desserts are gonna be like con leches and flans. There's still going to be cookies and there's going to be some muffins and there's uh-huh. going to be like your everyday stuff. There's pastelitos también, so. Uh-huh. And this is going to be for an iced tea. Yes. Okay. Ideally. Okay. All right. Enzo, you should come and try some of this stuff. I think um, if that's the case, what I, like, because the immediate thing that I think of is that I want to do some sort of a black tea blend with cinnamon as a component. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that that would go well with all those flavors. I think uh, we have we have one blend that I, that that I'd like for you to taste, and mm-hmm. then we can use that as direction. Because that blend is three different black teas. One of the black teas is smoked. Actually, we I made it with uh, with uh, Jose Mendin and them for PV Station when it opened. Oh, cool! It's so it's a blend of three different black teas. One that's smoked, one that's roasted over charcoal. And one that's just roasted in an oven. Those three teas uh, with yerba mate. So it's like kind of like uh, herbal. And it was for the sensei, Guillermo Concha, God rest his soul, man. Yes. Uh, so because he, he, he wanted to have some uh, mate in there. So we did the three black teas with uh, yerba mate, rose petals, and cinnamon. Delicious. Super good because it was like smoky and thick and herby. Um, but I feel like the yerba mate, like we might be able to do something along those lines, create like a rich, malty, smoky black tea blend, get rid of the yerba mate and, uh, and do like, uh, those, like the cinnamon rose petals would be nice in that flavor profile. What if you did something along the lines of like a bay leaf in there too? For some okay. kind of savoriness. That'd be cool. If you put like a dry bay leaf or maybe like a toasted bay leaf in there, 
you know, maybe like even like one allspice leaf like broken up to give it some kind of both of those things are going to add like good nose to it. Yeah. You know, like it'll kind of round it out really well, especially to go with the food that we have. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you know where I can get allspice leaves? Yeah. George Zaldivia. Really? The, the guava king of oh, Miami. Yeah. yeah. I like George, man. George is the man. Yeah. George is the man. So what's this that you have here? This is wild. This is a uh, 2017 Iwu, Iwu Mountain Raw Pour. It's from like my personal collection, uh, and it's uh, I, I actually it's a tea that I picked specifically because I thought we were going to be smoking cigars today. Ah, so well, I, sorry guys. So I picked. Like, we don't uh, have chairs outside yet. I heard that, bro. It's all good. Uh, but I picked the tea that was like would go with a relatively young cigar because it's a tea from old tea trees from like really famous, well-known soil. But it's a tea that is very young. It was only harvested in 2017, so it's not like so thick you know basically like the older the cigar the older you want the tea to be you know mm-hmm. and i i didn't figure that we'd be drinking some that we'd be smoking some crazy age cigar so i figure a young tea like this will be like dynamic and vibrant how about the sink there's a whole sink over there the sink has a hole in it no well yeah i mean technically okay you want to something? thank you so as we're drinking tea um so okay, I can I should reach out to George, man. Yeah, George does have. Can you give me a cell phone number? Yeah, he gives them to me fresh, and then I dry them. Oh yeah, yeah. You dehydrate them? Mm-hmm. I just you don't you have to dehydrate them. You just leave them you just out, them and out. They dry out. Okay, because what I'm thinking might be uh, something really cool, and this helps uh, you, right? Is if we develop the blend, and then you buy it from us, mm-hmm. and then you add like an ounce of those leaves that means that the the blend is something that we don't even have in our catalog it's like a it's like a real collaboration you know i like that yeah yeah i like that and then basically you would just tell me how much of each thing i add to each bag no you just all you, the only thing you'd be adding is those allspice leaves well what about the bay leaves oh okay yeah well we got to try it out first yeah on the next podcast yeah <laughs> on the next one Oh, um, so that reminds me of, uh, I don't know if this is too inside baseball, but Valerie Chang and Nando, they're wanting to do on, they're trying to do on Monday. Oh, great. Yeah. Monday. Yeah. Monday. I think Monday works. Yeah. Yeah. We'd probably have to do it around here though. Just cause that's like towards the end of getting this place set up. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm totally going to be out of town. I think. <laughs> All right. Classic Mike. Yep. I'm going to be out of town. All right. I fly to. I gotta go to Cleveland next week for uh, the opening of Michael's Genuine up there. Oh, you should go to my my friend's restaurant, the Plum. Dude, that's your friend. Yeah. That restaurant looks fucking awesome. I've been doing some uh, research. The Plum, Brett. He's actually. Um, I'm putting together, kind of like um, for August and September to go do some dinners elsewhere. Really? Yeah. So I'm trying to do one in New Orleans, uh, one in North Carolina. One in Cleveland with Brett. Okay. Brett's like a awesome dude. Great yeah. food. I met him because of Michael, actually. Because he used to be the sous chef for Jonathan Sawyer. So he came down here one year for South Beach Food and Wine Festival. Mm-hmm. And then Michael came up to me one day and was like, hey, so Jonathan's sous chef is going to sleep on your couch. And I'm like, no. <laughs> what do you mean he's going to sleep on my couch? He's like, yeah, he's going to sleep on your couch. And 
you know, you guys are going to get along. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck do you mean he's going to sleep on my couch? I don't know who the fuck this guy he is. He planned out the whole thing for you. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, yeah, don't be such an asshole. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm being the asshole? So, anyways, he ended up, and we became, like, super tight ever right. since. And I've been to Cleveland and cooked with him for a couple days. Um, he's the best. Every time he comes to Miami, he spends a couple days at Area. He's yeah. just, like, super awesome people. Bro, please, please connect me with him. Like, yeah. there's, you dude, know, we should put JoJo T there. I've been, I've been, dude, I've been looking up like wh- who are the rest. I'm only, I'm gonna be in Cleveland for a couple days, so I'm looking up. Okay, who do I want to work with? I can in do Cleveland? this. I can do this. I was like, who do we want to work with in Cleveland? The Plum is like shining. Number one, that's the restaurant that we want to work. Yeah, because it's all kind of like weird. His it's food is real. Kinda, it has soul, bro. Like, his food is kind of weird, and it's all like bread. He just doesn't give a fuck, and he's yeah. like, I'm gonna fuck. He had this. um like chicken feet chicharron thing. Wow, you see what I mean? Like that was oh, like yeah, so man. dope. Yeah, it was so awesome. Yeah, man. and they were delicious. Yeah, um, I had dinner there. It's been a while now, but I mean, he's awesome. Mm. He's just such good people. He just had a baby, so congratulations to him. All right, and just got married too. I ate at a uh, Cardoni El Tirano last weekend. Oh, I haven't been there. In I love that restaurant, man. I had these like they're great. Uh, croquetas they had like this lechon wonton that was like uh, uh he's got a restaurant in new york too huh he's got a restaurant in new york too does he yeah the chef there's the chef of a restaurant in new york and here which is cool mm, i had no yeah. idea yeah it's a small like looks kind of similar to Cardone? yeah the one that he has here huh. what do you think of the tea delicious it's cool huh? super um light but flavorful at the same time mm. that's like uh poor is like a it's paradoxical like that man oh yeah yeah man you know it's like uh like when you first taste it it's like bright and then the flavor instantly mellows out but it sits on the breath in a way that like as you bring air in and out you can still taste it because mm-hmm. the oils are like um stimulating your taste buds and your aromatic receptors right and like no tea is as thick in its mouthfeel as poor like right. we, were, we were talking about this about like you know, because I don't know shit about about pairing tea with cigars. I'm like learning about it now, right. and, I, and and it excites me a lot. I love it, but like at the same time, like like I failed horribly the other day. I you know, and it's a uh, like Nick came over and I wanted to brew this. Um, you guys had some one on one time. So we had some one on one time. A little one on one. Is it just like this when it's one on one and he's just talking and you're just listening? No, we're mo- we're mostly just both completely in silence. <laughs> uh, yeah, just. Just just looking at each just looking, looking at each other at each other into but the like not but like not not like not and not like until it gets weird just like you know we like yeah. look at each other but then it's like oh okay, right up until like, the point it gets weird yeah right before, <laughs> right before and then we cut it off oh but, man but bro I like I brewed this charcoal roasted oolong thinking like all right let me try it with this charcoal roasted well, that oolong. sounds like it would make sense bro it was like you couldn't even taste the tea. And then I brewed like a, like a young pour with it, and you and like a young pour that without the cigar would not be anywhere near as flavorful as the charcoal roasted oolong. With the cigar, you taste the pour, and you don't taste the charcoal roasted oolong. Interesting. You know, as if you age the charcoal roasted oolong for like ten years, then you'd be able to taste it, because that that that's what I, I guess I feel like that's what it is. It's like a, it's like a combination of the essential oils and the complexity of the tannin. Like that's what's going to create that big ass molecule. That's going to, like, overwhelm the taste bud into how to break that down. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This was from a tea garden that I visited in 2017. That's good. Mm. So when are you, uh, when is this, when, your pop-up, when is that happening? 
Um, the plan is um, the plan is to start in mid May mm-hmm. and to run through October. Uh, mid May to October. It's a good amount of time. And and I'll be coming down something like once every four to six weeks. Well, we're gonna miss you. So. Everyone else, not really me. But <laughs> hey, uh, you said we. No, you said we. I meant Nick. Too late. All the other people that Nick knows. Ladies and gentlemen, that, that really sounded like a. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we're gonna. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from the mouth of the lion himself. <laughs> he will miss me. Well, <laughs> we're gonna edit that part out. <laughs> oh man, it's uh. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about chugs in the opening. It's, I think. And you'll go through it, too, with your pop-up, I think. The more you talk about things and you say things out loud, yeah. you realize if they don't fucking make sense or they do. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, with Ariette, Chugs, and Lenya, which is opening a month after Chugs does uh, in the timeout market, it's just all about, like, organization and planning and staff and, like, training, going through all that. So I feel like I'm repeating myself fuck ton. You know, I sit here with Enzo and this poor guy hears me say the same thing at least 15 times in a day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, <laughs> as he laughs behind me. But, you know, an opportunity to talk about it and really work things out in someone's brain is very important. Dude, we, we just had a meeting this morning. It was like a three-hour meeting with the JoJo team. Like me and Tico, Nanan, and Catherine, like all of our like basically senior management, you know? We, we've been developing a, a marketing plan in 12 week cycles okay mm. bro like we will like all of us like we look at the plan together we all understand it okay we all get in the same room we're like all right i don't know how <laughs> it's right. like we all like it's it's ridiculous man it's like yeah and we like the only way that things are that to, for a team to really work together bro we need communication 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 communication, communication. It's, it's crazy. Over-communicating. Yeah, it's much, so much better to over-communicate. And communicating in a way that, like, you really spell things out. Everyone's on the same page. No one walks away like, well, I didn't totally understand that. If you didn't understand that, say it. Yeah, no such thing as a dumb question. And it's also very important for, because I, I do have some pretty outlandish ideas sometimes. Yeah. So it's important to have people like Enzo, that me and Enzo have worked together for seven years, and he could tell me, no, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like with the trees that we just had an argument about, you know, like he's very opposed to taking these trees outside and watering them every day. And I told him that we have no choice, but it's just stuff like that. I need someone to be like, you know, it's a good idea, but it's not going to work. Yeah. It's a good idea, but that can't happen. That's Uh, my Teagle. Yeah. Teagle every time that I'm like, dude, I have an idea. We'll just buy really, really, really expensive tea and we'll give it away to everybody for free. Yeah. And then they'll understand, man. They'll understand. (laughs) And he'll be like... (laughs) No, Mike. <laughs> but it's it, and it's good and it's like it's so you lose so much sleep even that this is just a 900 square foot diner slash coffee shop thing you still want it to be great of course bro. you know and you're only doing a pop-up for six months or seven months or whatever yeah you still want it to be fucking great because it represents who you are so yeah man no, talking bro, things but, through but bro my hat goes off to you for the way you put this together you know, I mean, uh, you know, that's fucking why I appreciate working with you. I see Thanks, the way that you fucking put effort into it, and I see the way that it translates into the food, and that's the way that I hope that my tea is, and that's like, why else are we in this, bro? You know what I mean? We got we, like, 
people's life is hard. Life is hard. Life is hard. Let's fucking give them beautiful moments. Yes. And that's all <laughs> we are. We're executing moments. And I think what's really made me more stressed out than usual for this, one is the amount of growth we're doing so quickly. Yeah. You know, Chugs, Lania. Um, you want to? It's all good. You want to hear that and stuff? Um, Lania and the Nave shortly after that, all the new staff, putting them on the right track. Mm-hmm. And for me, this... Wait, so w- real quick, what's the timeline on Lenya and Navi? Lenya is timeout market, so, so... So we're shooting for the beginning of May. That's okay. what timeout is shooting for. Beginning of May. And the Nave after that. I'm okay. not going to put a time because I feel like that's bad for the universe. Solid. You just give it a time and then it never pans out that way for restaurants. Here, and this is why I've talked to you so much, like, uh, I mean, we always talk a lot, but more on a professional level, like, well, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this team? What do you think about this coffee? What do you think about this? What do you think about this kombucha? What do you think about this drink? What do you think if I serve fucking Yoohoo? Right? Are you going to serve the Yoohoo? Yeah, of course I'm going to serve fucking Yoohoo. It's a fucking diner, man, and there's going to be kids, and it's going to be a good time. Dude, you know what? Uh, Really quick, uh, Catherine in our our marketing team, she did... Something amazing. She took a chocolate oat milk, whisked matcha into it. Bro, it's the most refreshing, let's delicious, do chocolatey. Bro, yeah, let's do Cats, that. That's like a chocolate. Let's do it. Cat's chocolate matcha milk or some shit. I like it. We got some space here. But here's the thing. So we have my grandfather's, we have my grandfather's hot chocolate recipe thing. Hi, Shannon. Hey, Shannon. Everyone's here now. Alex is here. Hey, Alex. Oh, my God. Hey. Yeah. What's up, everyone? <laughs> you guys doing? That's it? You guys are gone? I mean, we can hang out. Let's hang out. Let's all hang out. We're almost done here. <laughs> Perfect. I love right. talking about my restaurant and people telling me all the problems. <laughs> that's my favorite thing. Yeah. So we could try it with my grandfather's hot chocolate recipe because that's what we have here. Okay. It's, it is super sweet. Mm. Mind you, my grandfather makes hot chocolate with... Condensed milk, evaporated milk, milk, butter, and chocolate. Jesus Christ. Bro. I know. Falta mayonesa. Falta mayonesa. And he just, I don't know. It's the way Una yema it. huevo. Yeah. I remember when I got old enough to realize it and I saw him putting butter in there. I'm like, you're putting you butter in there, bro? And he's like, he's like, yeah, of course you got to put butter in. I'm like, oh, my God. No wonder this shit's so fucking delicious. But anyways, shit like that. And, you know, Enzo wants to do leche mateada here with coffee. Word. Which, you you know leche mateada? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mata, leche con ensalada, shaken, and he wants to put a, re- like, drop a shot of espresso in it. Word. So that's super Cuban. And he said it was good. Yeah. It was good. So. That sounds good. But this is a totally different environment for me. So mm-hmm. working with things with coffee and tea, I drink it a lot, but... I also want to do it the justice that it deserves. Yeah. So working with you so much on that level has been very important. It's kind of interesting that Nick's here too because I've talked a lot about serving, uh, having cigars at Ariette and doing proper cigar service, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet because I don't think we're ready. Uh. And I don't want to do it and fuck it up. And something I talked to Eric a lot from Cigar Snob, like how do we do this and do it right and make sure that it systematically fits in what we're doing? Yeah. The worst is like, yeah, we're going to serve cigars. Yeah, it's an apple cigars. And we're, we have them. And it's like, you don't have the right cutter. And you don't have the right lighter. And you don't have the right ashtray. And you don't have the right environment. You don't have the right place to put people. The other day, a guy, no, nothing against the guy, brought cigars on a busy Saturday night. He was like, hey, can I light the cigar in the middle of the uh, patio? And my manager told him no. 
And uh, he was like, why don't the, the chef like cigars, though? He's like, yeah, Papi, but I don't like smoking cigars in the middle of all my guests. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to have the right place to do that. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that. Like, I, I hate not looking at every single angle of doing something and doing it right. Yeah. Because then that's how you fail. And that's exactly. how when you get the bad yelp, you go, hey, the hand, the hand, the Lord, whatever. Yeah. Oh, and then a month know. later, you're like, damn, I should have known that. I, I should have done that, man. I should have known. Yeah. I should have thought, thought it through. Ask 15 questions about it. Yeah. And, and in the process, to, you, you get in Boyao. the scenario more myself. Yeah. With someone to really fucking think it all the way Break through. It down. Every single, because you, you're not going to be able to think of everything, but you will almost get there. So yeah. thank you guys for allowing me the opportunity to vent for an hour. Hell yeah, bro. Wait, man. This is, uh, so this know? is the shortest podcast in, uh, in, uh, tea time history. In tea time history. Uh, we're going to try to do a couple in between episodes like this. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. You, so you know, you know what I think? Uh, I think, well, yeah, man. I think, uh, I think, I think, I think this is a good You one. have any far, final, Parts? Par- I said, <laughs> I was going to say, final parting thoughts. And I got farts thoughts. Yeah, farts. Yeah, final farts. Final farts. The, the final fart down. Uh, <laughs> no, man. Um, my, you know, my final thought is, is like uh, on this, like, the, I, I w- I've been thinking about this a lot because I was uh, hanging out with Demo yesterday. There goes the honorary, there is the, the, the Demo mandatory reference. Demo reference. Even on the in-between episodes. No, but, you know, I think that it's like... Uh, I think, like, I want to take this, uh, this like, wrapping up moment as an opportunity to, like, remind ourselves of, like, the uh, the intention behind behind the podcast. Yeah. And I think that it's, like, uh, like some, because we were thinking about, like, oh, who would be who would be some more interesting people to have on? Who would be some interesting girls to have on? And who was it that told me? Um, I think it was Demo, actually, that, that, he, that he was, like, look, uh, you know, guys like Diego Oca and guys like Chef Aaron Brooks. You know, they have like they have kitchens with teams of like many young hungry people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like and, and even like Shaggy at Fuchs and like the like like there's um, the like uh, I, I'm just saying that like I think it's important for us to like uh, it's important for us to keep on highlighting Miami food and beverage people that are kicking ass and doing the right things. 100%. Of course, it's great to mix things up. That's fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think it's uh, like I want to I want to say to the Miami F&B community that like that at the end of the day, like we we really want to like build this city. So if you're in the industry, fucking keep it up. Keep on working hard. We see you and we love you. And if you and if you're not in the industry, please support the local independent people in Miami. They're working their faces off to bring you a moment of deliciousness. Yeah. So fucking support them. They're they're all putting out the best that they can. I think for a parting thought for me, I would definitely echo everything you just said. And to really, <laughs> I was, uh, it was my sister's birthday on Saturday and I was kind of like in a whole other mood. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the busser comes up and he starts pouring water. I'm like, thank you. And he's pouring water. I'm like, how are you? And he looks at me, he's like, I'm not your server. And I'm like, Whoa, killer. Take it easy. Yeah. I was asking you, how are you? And it's that simple, like, I cared about your day. Yeah. And I cared about how you're doing. Take it easy. That really helps sometimes. Mm-hmm. And for the service staffs and kitchens Word. and everything around Miami, it's so important. Or period. It's so important to take that moment when someone did something, thank them. Yeah. 
and really say I really appreciated that. Yeah, and pay and attention like, because people my are cousin, doing nice shit, and you yeah, don't even we my, don't even realize. <laughs> my cousin is tremendo come mi He yeah. is like he will talk shit to everyone in the room. Yeah, and he turns around and he goes, "Man, Mike, I think you really changed that guy's life." And I was like, <laughs> "I don't know if that's the case, but he did look like he a little weight was off his shoulders. He wasn't yeah. so serious." It's like I walk home now, and everyone I see, I try to say hello. And sometimes they just get, it's like sticker shock. Like, whoa, whoa, dude, don't say hi to me. You do that in China and you, and people look at you like if you're crazy. It's yeah. like, what, what are you, are yeah. you like smiling at me? How, how, are, <laughs> how are, how are you? And I'm just walking down the street, listening to me. Hey, how are you? And just fuck. Hey man, what do you, don't, what do you want from me? Yeah. I don't want anything. <laughs> how you doing? And simple things like that could really change someone's day. Really? And I think the more you see that and someone's having a stressful day, because it happens to me all the time and people are just like how are you and i'm like you know g- great alive <laughs> everything is perfect everything is fucking fantastic <laughs> but it, it helps of course so of course. i think that goes along with appreciating service staff and appreciating people as a whole absolutely man nick you well, got, nick, any, you got any, any parting thoughts, thoughts here farting uh, thoughts yeah my, my my farting thought is really more <laughs> of a and i feel like i do this too often but this time i have a good reason there's another cigar snob plug but the issue of Cigar Snob that is on, plug alert. on newsstands now includes a piece on coffee by our friend Andy Jambarba. Andy Jambarba! Oh, really? All right. Boom! Hell yeah. Wow. Contributing writer Andy Jambarba on newsstands now. He's also a now. teacher. In Cigar Snob he Magazine. He teaches so when, things. When did this guy. issue come out? Uh, I saw I saw the hard copies for the first time this weekend. Oh, so What's on the cover out? of the hard copy? A chick. Of course. <laughs> Of course. Drinking coffee. This is our coffee issue. So ah, it's the coffee issue. Andy's in there with the coffee. Did a travel story in Seattle. So I went and drank way too much, like a medically inadvisable amount of coffee in Seattle. Which is great. Yeah. So, but yeah, peace by Andy. So look at look for it for, for Andy. So stay, I think that's something I for recommend for everyone. Uh, everyone visit Chugs in two weeks. Read Andy's piece. Drink a lot of Jojo tea. Yep. And pick up the latest issue of Cigar Slap. That's right. There you go. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, we want to thank our, our last sponsor, Rolls Royce. You guys are the best. Yeah, uh, wanna thanks th- for really the cars. Th- want to thank uh, Rolls Royce and Bentley for the cars that Mike and I are driving right now. And yeah, they're really good. I would kind of work on the handling a little bit, but I'm saying that they're doing pretty good. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of Tea Time with yep. Mike and Mike. As we roll off into the sunset, we encourage you to it's not even t- sunset time encu- okay. to encourage uh, encourage life respond enjoy life uh, responsibly and and uh, and tip your wait staff uh, generously. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, take care now. All right, everyone. Okay. All right, bye now.